Warning, this podcast is intended for adult audiences only. We discuss sex and sexual relationships in a frank and open manner. We are not marriage and family therapists or sex therapists, and the content provided is for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are under the age of 18 or do not wish to hear explicit discussions about sex and sexual relationships or adult language, then you shouldn't listen any further. But if you are, well, grab your seat, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Accidental Swingers. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That is such an old man move. Damn. Holy I shit. Think, I think I'm officially old now. <laughs> oh, fuck. Wow. You tried to put glasses on top of, of your glasses. glasses that you were already wearing <laughs> on your face. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn, babe. All right. All right, Mr. Mark, Magoo. Yeah, I was going to say, mark the date, mark the time. I'm officially you, old. You mark the date and the time. You're the one that controls uh, all that stuff. Damn. Wow. That was awesome, and I'm so glad that I <laughs> that was That you here. got to witness it? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Does he think that's going to make it 4.0 if he puts two 2.0s together? No, actually, a two 1.75s, and so... Oh, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry. Right? It doesn't double it. I don't I'm, think it... It might work that way. Maybe it does. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I almost found out until I realized, holy fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> glasses on. We're Marina and Tristan, a longtime married professional couple in our early 50s. Kids, dogs, cats, vacations at Disney World, you know, the whole nine yards. But in 2018, we decided, after years of kind of talking about it, to live a non-monogamous lifestyle. But it wasn't that easy, was it? No, it wasn't. You see, we sort of accidentally started swinging. Yeah, we did. And we found our story so humorous and fun that we decided to record and chronicle our journey for ourselves so that we could go back and listen to our adventures. And boy, have we had some adventures. Yeah, we have. In the last few years, we've found that we really love this lifestyle that we've chosen. And it's not only strengthened our marriage, but it's also helped us to grow both as individuals and as a couple. And as we began to go back and listen to our recordings, we realized that others may really benefit from listening to and hearing about our mistakes and our very candid discussions about what we were going through and experiencing. We talk about and we laugh about. We laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We laugh about the mistakes that we've made, the crazy things that we've experienced, and the exciting things that have happened to us. But we also talk very openly and honestly about the tough times, the emotional landmines and pitfalls we had to navigate, some rougher than others. So we thought that we'd create this podcast so that others may gain some perspective or some insight and maybe even learn a lesson or two about what to do and what not to do in their own journeys. And basically, you'll join us on our journey in real time because we will include excerpts of our recordings. Some will be quick outtakes, others will be longer conversations about what we were going through or experiencing at that time. So grab a drink. Or settle into your seat if you're driving. Relax, sit back, and join us as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The, the Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is episode 33 of the Accidental Swingers podcast. Yeah, that's amazing because we only released episode 32 about three weeks ago. I know. Yeah, this is this is a record for us, I think. <laughs> no, it's not. We did one. We used to do them like every three-ish weeks for a little while. Yeah, I don't I know. know. Well, there's no rhyme or reason that is true. <laughs> In any case, we're back. <laughs> yay us. Yes, yay us. Yay us. So it's exciting. To it's get very this, exciting. Yes, to get them out a little bit faster, but... It, it takes time. It does. Yeah. But this is such a great episode. And yeah. the reason that we're able to get it out a little bit sooner is because actually I didn't need a ton of editing. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So last episode was our recap of our first year in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And two weekends ago. Yeah, the weekend before last. The weekend before last, we went to Caliente. What? What? Yeah, such we spent a three-day weekend there. It was Amazing. We it had a, such, such a fun time. Oh my gosh. It was such a well needed, well deserved 
Yeah, three day absolutely. Weekend. And so our two two of our favorite bands were yes. playing that weekend. Yeah. So that Friday night was no filter. Well, that's because it was Caliente's 18th it was, yeah, that's birthday. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 It was, so it was a huge 18th? weekend. Yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. The 18th birthday of Caliente. Right. No filter played on Friday night. T.L. Jenkins played on Saturday night. We love both of those bands. Right. They're amazing. And, as a matter oh, of fact. And guess what? I was just going to say, as a matter of fact, we will miss them though. Yeah. They are playing again. If you guys haven't had this opportunity and you live in the area or you're thinking about coming to Caliente, Memorial Day weekend is one of their biggest weekends. Mm -hmm. And they have planned, unfortunately, we, we won't be there, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go. You should totally go. They have planned amazing event this year. Hmm. They have stuff going on all three days. So like No Filter is playing on Friday Friday night. Yeah, which is, I guess, that's the 27th. And No Filter is amazing. They're just a great band. We actually heard them at a vanilla bar. Hmm. We call it a we've vanilla bar. Actually, we've heard them at a couple of vanilla yes, bars. Yes, we have. We've, we tra- some, we've gone a couple places to see them on purpose right. before COVID. Uh, we just enjoy them so much. They put on an amazing show. They are just such a talented group. So they play on Friday night and then T.L. Jenkins. Well, and then Saturday night oh, that's right. is DJ that's, Tatiana, that's who right. is, uh, we've not seen before, no. but we've heard amazing things. She's a DJ from Spain and very well regarded in the DJ community. And, and they, I guess they love her because I think this is she, the third or fourth time yeah, that they've had her back. This year. Yes. Like yeah. they think the very first time was a couple months ago and she's already coming back a couple times. Yeah, so that's sure. awesome. No, no, I, that's awesome. I, I'm disappointed that we won't be able to yeah. see her because, yeah, we've heard good things about her. And yes, and then and he, T.L. Jenkins, Jenkins, will be there Sunday night. Sunday night. And he puts on a hell of a show. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw him weekend before last. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So this weekend. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say, too. So um, when you go, we did this the other time we were there. Not this past weekend, but the weekend before, the trip before last I was going to say this. If you are planning on going to Caliente for Memorial Day weekend, which you totally should, at least try it out. It'll be awesome. It'll be so fun. They will probably be sold out. As far as rooms to stay. Yes, as far as rooms to stay. Yeah, Yeah. you can go anytime. But I wanted to tell you, I don't know if we talked about it in our other podcast. I think we did. But I wanted to remind everybody, and we're doing this, not this Saturday, actually, but next Saturday when we are going to Caliente, which will be the 30th. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go on the 30th, we're going to be there. And we're just going for the day. And we take our, we wear nothing during the day. I say we take our clothes. We take our clothes off <laughs> when we get there. But we take our evening clothes with us. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to it, yeah, it was the part, it was the one where our listener winners came. And that was when we changed our clothes there and totally got ready for the evening right there on property. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. It was really easy. And we're going to do that, uh, like I said, next, next yeah, Saturday because we don't have to go home and change. We just take everything with us. So they have showers there. We just took all of our toiletries. They have mirrors and plugs and everything that you want to, if you need, ladies need to get ready. Um, it's really, really easy and awesome. And they have lockers too. Yeah. So it's a perfect daycation. Yes. It really is. Yeah. That's Yes. That's exactly what it is. It's the perfect daycation. Just go for the entire day, be naked all day, be slutty club wear at night, dance it off, and then take it all off again and go to the playrooms or the mm-hmm. conversation pool or the hot tub or whatever. So yeah. So that's awesome. Oh, and we talked about this too, because when we were thinking about going, we weren't sure that we were going to be able to get a room Mm -hmm. the last time. So we checked and there are, because I don't want to have to drive home a long distance way if we've Mm -hmm. been out all this time. So um, normally one of us is okay to drive, but it's still a long drive that we don't want to have to go home at two o'clock in the morning. So we looked and there are four or five hotels, I think within like a six mile radius. Yeah. Uh, either east or west, basically, kind of where Caliente is. So 
if that that's another thing you can do is go get a hotel that's close by. I prefer, honestly, I, if we did that, I would still stay on property all oh, day. Oh, absolutely. It's a pain to leave because yeah. you're just feeling the vibe and right. you are totally in it. And the vibe of taking a shower there and getting ready there was almost just as fun as everything else. Yeah. And then we just went upstairs, ate dinner. Did we talk about that in a regular episode or I an after party? I don't know. I can't remember. Our six-way shower? The, yeah, it was with the uh, with our listeners. Yeah, so where think, we gave our, with the VIP experience, the, yeah. the winner of our 200,000 download I'm pretty sure that was in the in the regular episode yeah, because sure. we talked about that weekend. Well, in any case, it yeah. was it was, it, was a, so it was a fun shower. Yeah, and so we, yeah. we had a I great highly time. recommend it. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Oh yeah, so I would have no reservations in, in doing the matter. Fact, like I said, we're doing that. When we were weekend. there, yeah, the weekend before last, yeah. uh, Crimson and I did that. You and Phoenix showered oh, yeah, and got we, ready in the casita. Yeah, and we then split, we divided, and, I, and conquered. Yeah, we stayed because <laughs> we didn't want to have to all cram into our. You know. so, we were on a time crunch. Yeah, we were. You two go this way, we'll go that way. Everybody showers, gets ready. Yeah, yeah, but it was. It's, it's a lot of fun. It to, is. It's, it's just as an element of staying there and being able to just, hey, let's just get ready here. And yep. But I think it's the perfect, I am going to advocate us doing that much more often because I love the vacation piece of that. I love being able to go there in the morning and then not have to worry about it and get showered and ready yep. to go and be able to be at the club right there. Right. It's perfect. It's perfect. So anyway, so that's kind of what we did. So this last time, although we were staying on property. So that was the 18th birthday celebration weekend. And it was really fun. Oh, my God. We missed we the a, cupcakes, though. We did. People were carrying them around. And I'm like, where do we get those cupcakes? But I wasn't getting my ass out of the pool. So <laughs> I was like, I guess I don't get a cupcake. <laughs> So, oh, well, no one brought me a cupcake. But anyways, yeah, so we were there and, again, met this amazing couple. I think, is there anything that we really need to do to set I, up? I don't I think, think we so. Just play I, it, yeah, I think, I think we so. Introduced I mean, them we, in. So, you know, we met them and then they invited us to go and record at their home because right. they live there at Caliente. Right. We asked them if we could interview them and they said, yes, why don't you come to yeah. our house so we don't have to worry about trying to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, we showed up and so Marina and I and Crimson and Phoenix were all down around the pools naked and we it was time to go and meet this couple, Scott right. and Michelle, right. to do their interview. So, we got dressed right. to Which go over. Which is what you would do. Right. So we got there and they opened the door. They're naked. We're clothed. And we thought, oh, well, we were going to be clothed for the interview. And they said, well, we're going to be naked for the interview. And But then they started to get dressed. And then we're like, well let's, well, let's get undressed. And so we wound up. And, and, oh, and so it wasn't just them, but their lady friend was there as well. Mm-hmm. So it wound up being. So I say in this audio that it's a five-way naked podcast. It was actually a seven-way naked podcast. I was just thinking about the five of us around the table, right. I suppose. I don't know why. But, right. And but this, you was also, a, this was a first for us. It was. And you actually, in the audio, you say we've recorded naked before. We have not recorded naked before, have we? I don't remember ever. We recorded at Caliente. So and we record. Oh, you were one naked. One of the after parties. Actually, well, yes. one of the after parties, I was naked. And then also in the episode that we talked about, our, I think, episode 29, when we were, when the four of us recorded late at oh, night, yeah. I was naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much always naked. Yeah, when so, you're there. Yeah. Yes, that's true. But this was our first time like in public recording publicly, so to speak, even though we were in their home. Other people. Because mm-hmm. the other times it was just us. So, yeah. yeah. And not everybody was naked. But, yeah. So, I'm like, I don't, we weren't all. We've never recorded naked before. But, yeah, you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do everything naked. I usually always wear my sarong or something like that, yes. But in this particular instance, yep, we were like, all right, everybody drop trowel. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this interview is great. It's amazing. This couple, they've been in the lifestyle for seven years. They've been together seven and a half years. They've basically been in the lifestyle the entire time. They're married. They had such an amazing outlook and mm-hmm. ideas and thoughts about the lifestyle and their experiences. And they were so open and honest and amazingly raw about still some of the challenges that they face and the mm-hmm. ways that they've overcome some of the things. And so we just wanted to play basically this entire interview yeah. in its entirety. Yeah. So we're going to stop talking. We're going to let it roll. Instead of breaking it into two parts, we're just going to let it do its thing and we'll wrap it up at the end. But it's an amazing interview. So we hope that you guys enjoy this interview with us and Scott and Michelle. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome. This is Marina and Tristan. You guys are listening to the Accidental Swingers podcast. And what are we doing today, babe? We're having a great time. <laughs> Let me just cut to the chase. We're having a great time today. We've been having a great time all weekend. We have been having a great time. Yeah. So where are we? We are at Guess. Guess. Wait, let's see if anybody can guess where we are. We're close to home. We're close to home, yes. But we're not at home. It's actually our home away from home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our happy place. It is. And uh, we're naked. We are naked. So, so there's your top three clues. Marina and I have have recorded naked before, but we've never actually had... We, now we have like a five-way naked conversation <laughs> know, going on. Yeah. So this is momentous. It is. Mm-hmm. It's our most, our most nakedness. It's like a group orgy podcast That's episode right. recording. <laughs> yeah. Or people have said earlier, I'm sorry I'm not bigger. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you're just fine. Oh, thank you. We're popping so the cherry. speaking of which, let's introduce, so we're at Caliente. Yes, we are at Caliente. We're at Caliente. And uh, we decided to come and have a, a wonderful weekend. And so what we're trying to do, as you guys know, uh, when we come to Caliente, we are seeing if there are couples that we can interview. And we were introduced to Michelle and Scott that live here on property. So you guys are graciously invited into your ho- us into your home. Thank Welcome you for having the us. Welcome to the G-Spot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's nice to meet you it's, guys. We, we love it at the G-Spot. Yeah, so far <laughs> so good. We've only been here for 20 G-spot. minutes, but yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, no. So, so you so can have to have some B-roll this, you know, where you put the, the pre-talk. <laughs> right, right, yes. We do that, too. We do that, too. Absolutely. So why are we at the G-spot, Michelle? Because it's the <clears throat> best place on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you're here. I'm here. So. And my hubby. Yeah. So the four of us, so Phoenix and Crimson, are here as well. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and we came for the weekend. Uh, it was actually Caliente's 18th birthday party mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah. So she's legal. Yeah, they yeah finally. She's well, legal. yeah, she's of legal age now. She's been doing a lot of things before that. <laughs> But there was a big birthday celebration, and one of our favorite bands, No Filter, played mm-hmm. on Friday night. So we decided to come and make a weekend out of it, and we had and, an, and another favorite, T.L. Jenkins. Yes, last night. It was yes, amazing. a new a new favorite, mm-hmm. a yeah. new favorite. So he was really good. The weather has been gorgeous, but cold mm-hmm. for naked people. It was a little chilly Friday and Saturday. Yeah, it's cold. Now today is and, amazing, and my voice is raspy. That's yeah, why I decided well. to tell everybody why. But positive for me because I like big nipples, you know. Oh, yeah. They tend to come out when it's colder. He likes likes them hard when it's cold. I'm pretty sure we're we're all on board with that. Oh, you like harder. Not necessarily bigger, you mean harder. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. Yes and yes. yes. (laughs) All right, so boys are boys, and we know that. Thanks for clearing that up. Can't get around that. (laughs) No, but it's been really fun. And then they're also having... a car show this yeah. weekend. We haven't. We didn't make it down there yet, but yeah, we're we going to stop by. 
yeah, so it's a car show that they're just having on property. Mm-hmm. And all these fully clothed people are walking around the pool area. And we're like, oh, car show car guest. Show. Car <laughs> show guest. Car yeah. show guest. Yeah. You know what? It's it like... only lasts about an hour and a half. And then you walk back to the pool and it's like, well, hello, <laughs> America. <laughs> there you yeah. are. Yep. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So that's going on. So there's, this is all big part of their um, their big birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. So it's been really, really great. And uh, yeah, and my voice is super raspy because we had to yell a lot to try and talk to each other through both the bands and all the talking we've done yeah. this weekend. But and, it's and, been the, and the playroom activities as oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's karaoke this afternoon, like, so you can do some Stevie Nicks or think something. Think I should? Yeah. yeah, all right. I love that's it. That's our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and Sunday karaoke is our favorite. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, we're here. We've heard that a couple of times. So, anyways, welcome you guys. Kind of explaining where we were and what mm-hmm. we're doing. Scott Michelle honored us with an interview. So, as typical for us, kind of what we do is we just like to talk to the couples and and get a little bit about your story, um, find out how long you've been in the lifestyle, how you got together, whatever you would like to share. Mm-hmm. We will tell you our a lot of our listeners are relatively new into the lifestyle or they are thinking about going into the lifestyle, which is really nice. And we talk a lot about Caliente because of, uh, just from the fact that it's such a great place to come and be a voyeur or yeah, slash exhibitionist, you, you don't have to do anything and still be in the super sexy environment. So those are the folks that kind of listen to our podcast. So we like to talk a lot about beginning stories and challenges or things that you faced. And, and we were just talking about some accidentally before <laughs> yeah. we started recording. And Tristan's like, can we not talk? We, yeah, we, should, be we should be this. recording this. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to ban everybody from I'm talking right now. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourselves. You, you love to tell the story. Go ahead. I'll just interject every once in a while. Okay. That's <laughs> kind of how we work. Too, so. Yeah. Um, so I actually met Scott of all things on Tinder. Oddly enough, we have lived in the same city our entire life. And at one point as adults lived in the same neighborhood, but never knew each other. Wow. And we swiped right. And it just, it was go from there. Um, we had our first date, and I think that was kind of it for us, you know. So further into our relationship, I was taking, uh, he was coming like over. six weeks. <laughs> About six weeks, that's true. Um, he was <laughs> so coming over. Yes. Do it. Yeah. And um, I was highly nervous because I have been bisexual my whole life and um, never been kind of allowed to because of the family and then the first marriage. So I had decided I was never getting married again. (laughs) And so he was going out with some friends of mine and I said, so just so you know, these girls are, you know, some are lesbians, some are bisexual. And it's not like we get drunk and kiss. It's like we get drunk and throw down. (laughs) And and I was like, I'm very, I was very nervous about it, you Mm -hmm. know, because he was, we just come from different backgrounds. I was more of the wild child and he was very educated and smart and he's that he's my my nerd i love him (laughs) but he's sexy um so i just you know i was very nervous about it so i was kind of telling him what was going to happen and he was like it's no big deal i was like every guy says that and then i never see him again and i was like um here we go so we went out we had a great time and that's exactly what happened and we got back and you know he was just I was very nervous about it. You know, I was like, so is that okay with you? How's that feel? And he was like, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was like, cool. So um, we got to discussing some things later that night and he asked me if I'd ever heard of the lifestyle. And I was like, the what? <laughs> and he was like, the lifestyle. I said, no, not a clue. And he can tell you how he got into it if you want to interject now, later. No, go ahead. Okay. So we, um, he was telling me all about it and, you know, at, further down the line asking me about if I would get married. And I said, I cannot get married. I cannot have sex with the same person for the rest of my life. That's why infidelity happens. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to cheat on you. I don't, I don't want that to be a thing. 
So the lifestyle came up again and we talked about it. And so he was telling me that he had been in it previously. And he said that you come in, you, you meet people, it's totally okay. And break kind of breaking down the whole lifestyle for me, how it works. And, you know, we have, we've come across different things. We have, we have a theory on swingers. And so we were, we were talking about all of that. And basically we wrapped up the conversation and I was like, so you want to marry me? And I can sleep with girls and sometimes they're husbands. And if there's a connection, then we're all just going to like get it on and you're not going to divorce me. And he was like, nope. I was like, where do I stop? (laughs) (laughs) Pass the pen. I do. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I, I actually found myself very early on in my relationship with Michelle fantasizing about her. Like she was my center point for fantasizing instead of some supermodel or something. And so, you know, whenever I wanted to get in the mood, so to speak, I would envision her in in multiple scenarios. And I I discovered that that I really had a a, a desire to see her experiencing pleasure, whether I was giving it to her, someone else was giving it to her. Of course, the bisexual thing opened up the idea of her being with women, her being with men, all sorts of things that spawned from there. So I, I was very comfortable with it from the beginning. I didn't, I didn't have that. Uh, worry about, well, I guess I was a little bit worried about seeing her with other men, but I had been in the lifestyle previously, so I was already experienced enough to know kind of how I would feel in that scenario. You never know how you're going to feel until you get to that first time. Right. Right? Um, but I, I opened up to it, and it, she didn't jump on immediately. We had a ton of rules to begin with. No kissing. Yeah, that lasted like, one the, time. The scroll. Let me whip <laughs> the scroll. Well, one like, time we tried to have kissing, like, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. So, okay, we're going to have to kiss. So. <laughs> I was like, that lasted the first round, and I was like, I, I can't even, I have to kiss this person to know right, if I'm Right, right. Yeah. That's right. There's a lot that goes on with those the first lips. Roll. That's right. <laughs> that was going. So now, well, we've kind of we've gone through multiple stages that we can talk about if you'd like, but we've gotten to this yeah. point now where we're, we're very comfortable. We really don't have rules. It's kind of a, a cool thing for us. We, we decided that, that rules were, were a control. And, when, you know, I didn't like being controlled. She didn't like being controlled. But what we do is we express to each other, you know, what makes us uncomfortable. Look, you know, I, I'm not going to say you can't do this. But if you do this, then it's going to hurt me. And so that, li- that leads the decision to me whether or not to, to do it. Not breaking a rule, not breaking a control. But I'm making a decision not to do something that would hurt her. And that, that has much more meaning. Wow. That's very powerful. Yeah. So we did. We decided early on, I think more closely to when we got here, when we moved here. So a little background. We, I tell people all the time, I live here, work here, play here. You know, my mom's like, do you ever leave? I'm like, why? No. Why would you? <laughs> my yeah. groceries are delivered. Right. My booze are delivered. Our medications are delivered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Insta- right. Instacart is the oh, right. And I always warn them in the notes, you're coming to a nudist resort and we don't wear clothes. <laughs> so just prepare yourself when you come through the gates. It's booties everywhere. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's we opened that up here and it's it's been a newer thing for us. But I think that that's, it's huge when you are in that relationship where you have a full trust and a full love and a full respect for your partner. I mean, it freaked me out at first. He's like, how do you feel about this? This no rules thing. And I'm like, you're tripping. <laughs> I'm like, not going to happen. But I opened my mind to it. And so that's where we are now. We've decided that we're not going to lay rules down. We're just going to talk about what hurts us. And if you choose to hurt me, then we're going to have to deal with that on the back end. I'll tell, you, tell you one of the other things that we that I did early on. Oh, shoot. Whoops. Leave it to me to make a mess already. One of the things that we did early on to, to facilitate this was uh, I, I, we had an acknowledged double standard meaning that she had rules for me that I didn't impose on her. Uh, and I, I did that because I know that you know, fairness doesn't necessarily mean equality. Mm-hmm. Right? It means that, that we're each 
compromising about the same amount, right, in order to, to enable this kind of experience. So I, I, I was much more free with her, allowing her to be with people than she was comfortable with, with me. And so we, we don't have to be, we don't have to have the same concerns, right? What, what, what I do that would hurt her may not hurt me. That's a, that's a really, really, really good point. And I don't know that we really have talked about that in those terms right. about how, and I can totally see that why that would happen because Scott, you were saying that you were in the lifestyle beforehand. So you already had some experience and some exposure knowing maybe how you would react in certain situations, but Michelle, you didn't know anything. Mm-mm. So, well, and I think honestly, that's the hardest thing for women. I think it's more of a struggle for yes. the women than it is the men. Men are usually horn dogs and they're open to whatever. <laughs> but for, I think for women, it's really hard to separate emotion and sex and to undo in your brain, everything you've been taught from society your whole life. And it's funny now because we'll get into conversations with people in the vanilla world. And Moses had like 12 wives. I mean, how is this really any different, you know? (laughs) But it was very hard for me to untrain my brain. I was a private Christian school girl. I was deep rooted in the church, but I was horny and I hated it because, you know, it was like I felt like all these restrictions were on me. And and he's accurate. It's definitely different for me. There are things like I don't enjoy him just going off and playing because I think the hardest thing for a female is what your mind does to you with what you can't see. Mm-hmm. You know, the story you tell yeah. yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and he'll come back and I'll be like, "How was it?" And he went, "Meh." And I'm like, "You're such a liar. It was probably amazing. <laughs> you to tell me." And, you know, but that's what happens, and it gets to a point I think where I've done really well for the most part, retraining my brain and accepting that what makes me the happiest is to have a happy husband. You know, they say happy wife, happy life. But I really think it should be the same for your husband. It took a lot for me. We've we've been through some ups and downs in it. And Yeah, I always tell people, you're going to make mistakes, right? If you're a new couple to the lifestyle, I, I tell them, look, you're going to make mistakes. The key is that you talk about those mistakes until you've forgiven each other and then take forward something that prevents you from doing it again. If you continue to exploit that same forgiveness for the same mistake, then you're taking advantage, right? And that's mm-hmm. no good. But, but you learn as you go. For me, like, for example, she talked about her head going crazy on her. I actually enjoy that, right? I learned that I enjoy her going off and coming home and telling me all about it while we fornicate. <laughs> 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 you know, <like> revisit. <laughs> yeah. right. Did he do this? Well, and you yeah, know, and how is this? That's a good point, though. The one thing that Scott and I always, always do is what we call reconnecting. So anytime we play, whether we're playing together with another couple or just a unicorn or separate play, whatever, our, I guess our only, it's not really a rule, we enjoy it, but right. our, it is a standard for us mm-hmm. that we always reconnect at the end of the night. If we play, we wrap up the evening with each other. It's, it's important to us and that's just... Well, at first that started out as sex with mm-hmm. each other, but then there have been a couple of times where we're just like too exhausted, but we reconnect we reconnect. <laughs> People have mentally. worn us out. Like, right. <laughs> right. We reconnect with talking. Yeah, it's yeah. important to us. Just that one-on-one time where you really go through what happened, you and you don't bring anger into the conversation, and you try to go into it with like a a porno mind, you know, where it's like, okay, tell me about it. I'm ready now. Right, you know? right. And the he's really good about it. it. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think that as a female is the hardest part, right? You know, when he's like, she came like twelve times. I'm like. Duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you that know, happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he real good. No, but you know, it is. Is there are certain things that you don't want to hear, but I think it's very important to hear because it teaches you how do you feel about that, and it opens up a conversation. We we used to go to Desire about 
eight times a year. <laughs> and every morning at breakfast, that was kind of our thing. We would sit down together. We don't ever have breakfast with another couple. And we would just repeat the day before. What happened? Was that okay with you? It was okay with me. And I think that that communication is, it is the number one thing that has to occur. If you cannot communicate with each other, then it's going to make the lifestyle really tough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, there's so much amazing stuff in there. I know. So I, where I, do we I, want to circle back so to? I, I, I'll start with Scott. And I don't know if you saw me beaming and smiling when you were talking about how much you love oh, yeah. Michelle receiving pleasure, whether it's from you or somebody else. Yeah. And, I, and that's that's me 100%. And you I like totally, watching Michelle have pleasure? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I haven't yet, but I suspect that <laughs> perhaps I will. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I completely 100% can relate to that compersive nature that, that I completely have. And, and it sounds like you as well. Yeah. That's amazing. And the, and the, the rules thing is mm -hmm. that's like right out of our rule book. <laughs> right. Although what I wanted to talk about and circle back and Michelle, you and I are also very a lot in common in the sense that I don't necessarily enjoy seeing Tristan receiving pleasure. I don't get that same that you do from seeing my partner. What we always talk about is I just, if we're all four playing together, if we're all, well, if we're together with whoever we're with, a lot of times I'll just look over and I just reach out and touch and do the, hey, is everything, like, it's so awesome that you're having a great time, but I don't like to necessarily sit and watch, so. We've it, discovered that uh, that has a lot to do with how Michelle feels about the person, right? Mm, if, huh. if, Interesting. If, if, if it's someone that she, she trusts completely, then it's erotic for her because she, she's not... There's no threat in the experience to her, right? It's, mm -hmm. then, then she can experience it that way. But if she's unsure about the girl I'm with or doesn't know her or whatever, then I think it's a bit harder for her. Well, that because makes a lot I, of I feel like I have, and I think you would agree, I'm pretty spot on. I've been in hospitality since I was 14 and stopped at 44 when we moved here. We came from Key West. So want to talk about living somewhere where it's all over the place. Right? I was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we do, that's one of the things, you know, no is no. And we don't have to explain why. Like if he comes across somebody and he's like, mm -mm, you know, and I'm like, fair enough. And then in the end of our evening, we circle back and I'm like, so talk to me about that. And right. he's like, he just was disrespecting these, these other women. And he said, I just, I can't, I don't want you to be disrespected. It's not a chance I'm going to take. And I'm like, I'll throat punch him. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's how it is. I mean, it's just, and if I say no, it's no, I have a, I have a pretty stellar people read. I can know a lot about a person in the first 10 words that come out of their mouth. And we talk about that a lot. We have a theory. It's just ours. It's not scientific. But we have a theory on swingers in general. We, I say there's two types of swingers, right? There's the ones that are madly in love with each other. And this is to enhance their relationship. And they trust each other. And everything about it is amazing. And then there's the cheaper to keeper. There's the ones that don't actually like each other. But they can't really divorce because there's kids or money or jobs or businesses, whatever. And so they get into the lifestyle just to sleep with other people so they don't have to do it with each other. And Scott and I are really keyed in on that. We want to be with the people who trust each other, mm -hmm. who love each other. Because then you eliminate drama, you know. And whether that's together or separate, it's just, it's just kind of how we are about people in general, I think. And every now and then we break the rule. But, <laughs> or, you know, the standard, not the rule, the standard. Right, right, there you go. We break the standard and I'm like, but they hot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's like, once? And I'm like, once, let's go. <laughs> I think the important thing is that, that we, we want to be the people that are enhancing our relationship by doing this, not the people that are going separate ways and not sharing the experience with each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, it was uncomfortable for her at first. There were a couple of times where she let me go play and, and I'd come back and I'd say, do you want to hear about it? And she'd say, no. You know, just because it's 
she wasn't in the in the mindset to do that, and and that was fine. And, and sometimes it was three days later. I'm like, okay, tell me about right, it now. Right, <laughs> right. and uh-huh. I was gonna say that's exactly the same because that, and that's another piece of the puzzle where we're the same. Like when we first started playing and we first started going out separately, same thing. He would go out and it'd be like, I'll tell you what you can tell me. So we're gonna start off at the hundred thousand foot view. Mm-hmm. Did everybody live through dinner and the sex? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. good. That may be all I need to know right now. But then later on, so well then tell me how dinner was like what then what how did it go you know mm-hmm. and but don't get into specific i don't need to know how many times she came right and mm-hmm. then eventually it did go well tell me about no you can tell mm-hmm. me about your whole but and it was very gradual and it was with his the girlfriend at the time and so i was getting to know her very well and it, a lot of that trust mm-hmm. and understanding and not being afraid because you're right i think we all have emotions and and everything we talk about all the time everything's on a spectrum so i, I totally agree with your theory on swingers and then there's some people that depending or oh, right. they are in their relationship relationships too mm-hmm. because did they do something that maybe they were going to be cheaper to keep her but then it started to enhance their relationship exactly. and so now they're moving towards the we can have it all mm-hmm. kind of area and so i love that theory though i, I love that yeah, I absolutely. Think in the beginning for me it was like let's let's sign unicorns mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you know because i was the lifestyle is amazing but i was i have an i have an amazing man who has an amazing package and he works very well with it and so it for me it was like he he enjoys females and i enjoy females so i was like let's just start there we've done the couple thing in the you know leading up to that and had a couple of meh experiences but then we kind of that's kind of where we regrouped we went back and we did the first girlfriend thing and she was amazing such a good person and we had a great time and she was our nanny <laughs> That's straight out of a porn. Right. But but she was. And, you know, and we we had a, I mean, it was good. And I think from that point on, I was a little more open to that kind of single play, you know, because I learned to trust him with her. I'd go to work. He's an entrepreneur. He's brilliant. And so he could work from home. And the nanny was there. And I'd call and be like, so I'm bored. What's going on? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, that sucks. (laughs) So so just to recap, uh, you said I was brilliant, have a big package, and I'm free to play. Ladies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can scotch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's a stellar review. But, but to, to, to expand on that, I mean, we did have, we, we have been in this now for uh, seven and a half years, pretty much. Um, so we, we've... And we've known each other seven and a half years? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and like I said, it's been, a, it's been an evolution. I mean, we, we've had, a, we had a girlfriend for a few months, um, and Michelle's had a couple of friends, um, male friends, for a couple of months each, probably around that period of time, before that ran their course. And, you know, and then we've been in a relationship with a couple. So that's been its own crazy thing. Yeah, um, that's a challenge, too. I think the couples was the, has been the hardest, because you go through four levels of emotions, right? I freaked out the first time, she freaked out the second time, Scott right. was the third, and her husband was like, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and then six weeks later, we were like, are you sure? <laughs> and we got right back into it. Right. So the relationships can be can be rewarding and complicated at the same time, yeah. and, it's, and it's not for everybody. And we still haven't figured out, I don't think, you know, whether whether a relationship is, is the right thing for us or, or being free is the right thing for us. The relationship tends to tends to lock you in. We're, we're not sure if we're ready for that sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, variety is, is why we do it. But I think for us in this relationship part with the couple has been, it's been good. I mean, we've learned so much about each other through that process. And I'm, and I'm telling you, it's, it's the fighting what you've been taught your whole life. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's struggling with what people have told you is wrong, 
but feels so right. Yes. <laughs> and it's, and it has, like you said, we've done both. We've had a girlfriend and we've been in a couple relationship and they've both had their ups and downs for sure. I think, again, it circles back to emotions. And I think that I had the first issue. She, ha- she was second on board. And then I think the boys were like, is this right? Because our women are not. What's going on with our girls? You know, mm-hmm. they were very honed in on us. And so I think that it is hard. But when you get there, it's amazing. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's also something we talk about as well. It is something we talk about as well, is that there are so many variations and so many things that you can do and try that this lifestyle just allows that to happen, especially if you're with a partner who is willing to and ready to explore whatever mm-hmm. you're willing to do. Yeah, you can find whatever combination fits and works for you. You have to, I think you have to be open to letting yourself get hurt. I mean, we, we spent a lot of time, particularly in this couple's relationship, trying to prevent ourselves from getting hurt. And we caused our own hurt by doing that mm-hmm. because it, it would cause arguments between us. And, we, you know, we'd have huffs and, and have to resolve all that. And I think it's been a re- relatively recent realization that we need to just be open to letting ourselves make those mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Not intentionally making them, but let, let yourself get hurt. And then, and, then, and then if you do get hurt, then, okay, we know we're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Having, it's been easier I, that way. I would say it's probably been harder for me. Um, and I think it is for most women. You know, I had this. I have, and, I, and sometimes I still struggle with it. I'm not usually one to meet a stranger and knock it out. <laughs> you know, we will fantasize. Like we had a funny story the other day because I never leave the compound. <laughs> and so I had my groceries delivered and this kid was smoking hot. <laughs> and I sent Scott a text. I was like, I just invited the Instacart guy back. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it was one of those. It, it was fun in the moment. But She got a, a two word text from me. I'll give you one guess as to what it was do it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was going to say, okay. Yeah, girl. Yeah, no, but you know, for me it's, and I think maybe for some women, it's my biggest struggle really the entire time has been that I don't want to feel like a whore. So for me, it's like if, if I get to know someone, then I'm like, we're friends. I'm not a whore. <laughs> um, and, and Scott, we, when we used to, when we used to go to Mexico all the time, he would just tell people, he's like, do, do you have your five things yet? Cause I would tell him, I was like, I, I feel like I need to know like five things about somebody, you know? And he'd swim over. He'd be like, they're married. They have six kids. They, you know? and he was like, Are we good? <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. And, and for me, that wasn't it. You know, it was they're just on vacation to Mexico. Yeah, right, they order right. pina coladas, you know, and, exactly. and one of the things, and it's odd because most people, would find it respectful but one of the things I hate is if a man goes to my husband and says can I fuck your wife don't ask my husband right. you, you talk to me honey so the answer is no right. <laughs> you know? right. um, but that that has been my biggest struggle and that's one thing that I love about we tell people all the time we live here work here play here it's one of the things I love about Cali is because it's like a family even the new people like I said I've 30 years in hospitality I was a director of countries I mean we I've I was done when we moved here and then it was like so if I work, how many shifts is a free membership? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so I got to doing that. And my mom's like, how do you do this? Like, how do you, how do you work the front desk? And I'm like, I like to call it prospecting. <laughs> I see. Oh, I I see. oh my God. She has Genius. cracked the code. Yes, Holy right? shit. The only thing she can do from here is actually work the gate. Right. So that yeah. she has first. I'm like, can you get out of the car, sir? Yeah. I need to frisk you. <laughs> no, but yeah, I do. And, and it's funny because I'm like, I see everyone that comes in and I see everyone that goes out. And it's funny because I find myself most attracted to the ones that are like, you know, we're new and we're nervous because... I feel like Scott and I kind of, we kind of gravitate to those people sometimes where it's like, we just want them to, to be comfortable, mm-hmm. to have somebody they can talk to, to answer any questions. And Scott ambassadors here. So, and for lack of a better term, it's like 
it's like the Walmart greeter, you know, mm-hmm. except he's there to give people tours and help them kind of understand the layout of the land because this place is big. And I and a lot of people come here and they have no idea that there are residents. You know, they're like, is it going to be busy? I'm like, there's 400 of us that live here. That has been, it's been easier actually being kind of on the other side of it instead of out in a pole trying to find my way. That's why we got involved <clears throat> really, to be honest, is, is we wanted to be part of the community here. There is a community that mm-hmm. resides here. Right. And then you have the kind of the transient vacationers and such. Uh, and then, you know, snowbirds that come down every, every six months or so. So I, we signed up to do this uh, ambassador thing. And then they found out Michelle had all this experience. So they were like, you need to work here. <laughs> so they brought her in. But I think our nature is that we, we love this place so much that we want to see it succeed. So anything we can do to hear what's going on and apply whatever skills or, or knowledge or network we have to help this place succeed, that's why we're working here. Yeah. You run into some weird things, right? I mean, I can tell you personal experience. I'm out on a raft just floating around. I run into this dude. I turn around and I'm like, I'm so sorry. And it's my brother. <laughs> oh, no and way. not his wife that he was lip locked to. No. <laughs> so I look around the corner and she is too. And I was like, listen, I need you to go back to your own state. Okay. <laughs> my state, your state. Back there you go. That's a great story. Wow. You know, oh I mean, it's, I was like, man, mom, do mom and dad know they raised a whole family of swingers? <laughs> I was raised in a comfortable environment like that but I was raised in a political family so the things that you desire are not allowed so it was a long haul for me to untrain my brain and this man has been amazingly patient in that and I think that that is so important for men because men have to realize that it is a process for a woman to separate sex from emotion to separate that and be like that is just carnal pleasure and what we have is an amazing love I mean I never thought I could love a human being the way I love my husband And a lot of that is because he trusts me and he gives me the freedoms that I need. And he has been very patient with me working through this whole, I'm not a whore thing. Like I'll answer the phones at Cali and people will ask, you know, how is it there? And what's it like? And is it high pressure? And it definitely is not here. It is definitely not a high pressure environment. It's one of the things that I love. It is not, it really is non-judgmental. I mean, every high school has its bully, right? And that's what I tell people. But I tell people all the time, it's what you want. It's just only what you want. You want soft play, you soft play. You want to try just kissing someone, just kiss them, you know, and, and it always gets to the playrooms. What are the playrooms like? Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, they're amazing. And I, I, I got into this habit now where I'm like, you know, I've seen a lot of playrooms in my time and it gets really quiet. And I'm like, I'm not a whore. <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> I'm just saying like, there's a lot of times where like we, we love to travel, you know, and we'll just find an environment like that. And it's not that we even necessarily play with anyone else. Right. We love to be in the environment. I love to have sex with my husband while I'm listening to like live porn, you know, and then you get to the ones where it's like, lady, please come on. We all know that's not real. <laughs> but, there is a lot of re-education that, that you have to do to yourself because the broad society doesn't teach you that this is okay. And so we we try to be open to what feels right to us and, and, and think about it. And, and then living here, I mean, this community really is very well balanced here. We do have when single guys come in, sometimes, you know, they can be, you know, inappropriate. <laughs> and but, sometimes uh, they're not. We've met some you know, wonderful we, we single have, guys We here. have too. But I wanted to get to what you were saying earlier about trust and, and stuff. It's, it's the, what I typically explain to people is that if you are loving with your partner and you are able to open up and be vulnerable to them and they don't take advantage of that, they don't, they don't judge you for that 
then you, you start to feel comfortable and trust that person. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that evolves into a state of, of knowing each other so well that you don't fear losing each other. And to me, that's the key. Once you don't fear losing each other, then you can really open up to this experience because you, you realize I'm not scared of this person taking my person away from me, right? So I can let them have fun, let them do what they want to do with this person. And I can actually enjoy that they're enjoying themselves, mm-hmm. right? Because because the, the jealousy, the, the threat isn't there. And I think with that, getting to the point, especially as females, like you said, being able to hear it and not panic about it. I think that if you can get yourself in a mindset where you can actually hear what happened on the other side and how it felt and what that felt like. And there are times still that I'm just like, oh, yeah, what happened next? (laughs) And I kind of clenched through it. But it's like, you know what, then that gives me my personal space to kind of work through that. How do I feel about that? He never pressures me. I mean, he used to come home and I'd be like, okay, just hit me with the basics. Mm-hmm. And he'll go like, I didn't come. There was no anal. There was, you know, <laughs> I mean, he knows. All the yeah. ones I didn't do. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, good. Uh, yeah. And that was it. Because so like, oh, I've know. come home before and I've been like, I came and she's like, you did what? I'm like, hey, I did anal. She's like, you did what? Yeah. I'm like, uh, show me. No, I'm just kidding. No. After you get out of the right, shower. Right. You cleaned up, right? No, but, you know, and, and I think protection is tough too, because it doesn't feel good to amend to wear a condom. But it's like, I tell Scott all the time, the lifestyle is not worth our lives. So for us, that's a very important thing. It's been a new experience in this like relationship that we were in or are in. And I said, the four of us finally agreed that if we ventured out, we would talk about it and it had to be protected sex because the four of us wanted to be able to be together without that fear. He can't make babies. I can't have babies. We're in good shape. And so we kind of started that experience because we weren't with anyone else and we all did our clean testing and all of that. And I think that's another important thing for me right? Is that once a year, we just, we get checked for everything. Let's just make sure that nothing has happened. And, but I did, I finally got to the point where a couple, three years into it, I'm like, okay, so what else happened? And he's like, really? And I'm like, just talk <laughs> you know? until, I tell you yeah, until I tell you to stop. <laughs> and I don't want to know that part. Um, and now it really has gotten to where I'm open to hearing it because I want to know what pleasured him. I want to know that he pleasured another woman. I want to know that she was patient with him or aggressive with him. Because I think for the most part, neither one of us are really dominant. I'm like, just tell me what you want. But it now has gotten to the point where when we do, when we well, we call reconnect, when we reconnect at the end of all of that, I'm having sex with him saying, tell me more. Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> then what, then what, then what, you know? And and so for me, it's gotten to a point where I actually love it. It's like porn, but real porn. And I think for him, it's always been that way. I would come home and I'd be like, so we did this and then this happened and that happened. And he's like, no, 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 let's start over. Right. <laughs> Slower. Right. Slower. <laughs> and then he put his one finger where, yeah. and I'm like, no, three, no, start with the where with the one finger, then the two. Okay. Which yeah. was it? Tristan loves to hear and it all. And then he was fisting me. Like, no, he was not. remember. <laughs> Like, I don't remember these details. Well, and and, and tr- that's the deal. Like, I ha- my job is to come home and remember the details. Oh, that's like too. my gift. Because he's like, yes, go and do. But I really want to know. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit. I have to be Yeah, attention. because, yeah. Well, and yeah, then you that's, feel like. That's my gift back. It's like you allowed. Well, that's you know, how we, I'm part of it. That, that, right. That is. That, yes. Yeah. 
And you, you, he always wants to be a part of it, but I make my own decisions and go out on dates by myself too. And so mm-hmm. it's like, that's where I can pay, give that. Yeah. Well, and I, and it is, it is weird. I mean, it is very odd to be like, you know, writing your husband, telling him a story. And then you say, he's like, did you come? And I'm like, like six times, <laughs> you know? And then, and then you feel like, does that make you mad? And he's like, no, I was hoping it was at least eight to 10. Did you, <laughs> you feel know? me get harder? Yeah. 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 And I'm yeah. like, oh, yep. you like that, huh? <laughs> yeah. I agree. But I think too, and the other thing I wanted to circle back to Michelle and talking about this in the emotions and women separating emotion from the actual act of having sex. And, and I'm very emotional. I'm very emotionally connected. So very much like you, I do not, I enjoy having sex with people more, the more that I know them Mm -hmm. because that to me is a bigger turn on. But I think in also in talking about now where you are in your growth and your journey that now you want to hear even more. Mm-hmm. But I will say that sometimes it's even, that still is even situational. It's like, it is. Like, Something yeah, like, sting. Yeah, He'll still it, tell me to the day yep, and it'll and I'll sting be like, and I'll be like, mm, yep, then what happened after and it may be, that? And it may be just the person. It mm-hmm. may not like, well, you can tell me that with right. this particular person, but with this person, I really don't want to hear that or mm-hmm. I don't want to know. And I don't know how that's going to be. But the beauty of that, obviously, between you two is that you've... And that was the other thing I was going to comment on, Michelle, is that you talk about doing your own, thinking about for yourself. Mm-hmm. And Tristan and I have come to that too. Like sometimes something will bother one of us and it may just, it may never even come to the point where I need to say something to him about it because it's my own self-reflection and my own checking and gut checking. It's like, actually he didn't do anything wrong. It was either I didn't communicate it. So maybe I have to say, by the way, in the future that, that upset me, me. Because, but yeah. that was because I didn't do a good job of explaining X, Y, Z. And so it's not you, but I need you to know why this was this way. Or yeah, it just doesn't even come out. Like you kind of you settle it for yourself and go, "What was I? Why was I really even worried?" Just I think or it, whatever it struck me. It's it's important to be able to be honest about things <clears throat> so that you trust that your partner's honest about things. You know, if, if I if I say something to her that that I did uh, or that happened, and, and she gets angry for it, then I'm thinking, oh God, if that ever happens again, do I tell her? And and you know, I, I have this overarching uh, rule of honesty that, that we call them hard truths. That mm-hmm. I, you know, I will tell her the hard truth, but you've got to make it easier for your partner to tell you the truth, right? So rather than getting angry, she lets me know, you know, okay, I'm not really comfortable with that. Please don't do that again. <laughs> I know next time that I'm going to hurt her if I do that. And I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, some of the hardest parts is finding, especially with couples, because I feel like most swingers start out together. We're going to do this together. And for us, it was, we were in the same room, the same bed. I mean, we literally broke a bed at Desire once because <laughs> there were too many in the bed. <laughs> but you know, it was... <laughs> It was that kind of thing, you know? And I think one thing that I would say we have one rule that's literally a rule, and that is that you do not take one for the team. I am not going to sleep with a man because he wants to sleep with their wife. And if they're not comfortable separating, then it's off the table. If the three of them can't be together with me being out, then so be it. Then it's done. But I think that is very important. If your partner is uncomfortable with whatever it is, it doesn't even matter why. If they're uncomfortable, it's off the table. I am not going to take one for the team. He is not going to take one for the team. Well, and I think that that gets back to our overarching point, which is respect, right? I, we respect each other and never never put each other in an uncomfortable situation intentionally, and and we we also expect respect from the people that we're with, and we don't we don't always follow that, and fortunately, that's usually our bad experiences. If we see that the, the couple that we're, we're talking to uh, respect each other, then that's that's a good sign that they will respect us, and, mm-hmm. and it'll be a good experience. So. And I think too, it's important to talk to them separately. Right. Like you can talk as a group and everything's going well and it's flowing and everything's great. 
And I think Scott and I are pretty adamantly always separate. I want you to go talk to the female and I want to talk to the male. And sadly, what I come across a lot of times is I'll be in the conversation with the male and he's like, yeah, when she does that shit, it drives me crazy. And I'm like, how are you going to disrespect your wife while you're talking to the woman you want to sleep with? Right. You know, and it's, that's it for me. You know, everything's been flowing and I go back to Scott and I'm like, how was your conversation? He's like, it was great. She's fantastic. And I'm like, yeah, her husband completely disrespects her. I can't do it. I am not going to sleep with a man who disrespects his wife. It's just, it's rude. It's uncalled for. If you cannot respect the woman that you married, that you're spending the rest of your life with, how can I trust that you're going to respect me? Hmm. And so it becomes off the table. And he's like, we've been working on this all day. <laughs> like, why, why don't you take him for a drink or two? You know, yeah, that's, that's, right. that's not taking him for the team. <laughs> Just a bad day. Maybe he just he's yeah, really he like, this morning. Can we talk to him again in the morning and try this again? <laughs> and and I'm a no. I'm a no girl. I'm not going to give you a second chance. If you disrespect your wife, I am not. I'm not in. <clears throat> and that that's one of the key points I wanted to say is that particularly for the men out there, and not to be sexist, but I mean it's true. Men tend to be a quicker yes than a woman in any given situation. So I realized uh, very early on in my lifestyle experience that letting the woman lead is is really a strong principle for particularly for newer couples, right? doesn't mean it always has to be that way, but women's comfort level, the, the female's comfort level has to be there if you're going to build something long-term because otherwise the, the man just wants to get to it and, and they're impatient and, and the woman starts to see the man as pressuring rather than encouraging. You know, there's, there's a fine line there. And you, I want to encourage her to do things, but I don't want to push her to do things. Right. And yeah, so um, so I, I found that letting you lead was the key to not overdoing it, not And also the things. most frustrating. It was, because you said, <laughs> right. you said no to a lot of things, and, and I got frustrated. But usually you were right. I mean, you had quite a, a couple experiences where you're like, look, you know, go ahead, go, keep talking to her. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. She's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and he came back. I was like, how'd the conversation go? He said, she said she could teleport into my soul. I was like. Yeah, that really happened. That did happen. No. Not, oh. not, not she didn't actually teleport into my soul. She <laughs> told yeah. me. She, she told me. Yeah. She's still there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, get out. Get out, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, can we get man. a priest over here? Is we're going to go to hell for that? She, she read it completely. She she told me that was gonna, that something weird was off about her. And, uh, and we're sitting at the bar and she told me that. And I'm like, okay, so what? Coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honey. yeah. And I think too, um, one of the other things like you touched on it is separate play. I am one where if I'm going to separate from him, I tend to stick with that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, this is my thing now. And that has, we had a first two rounds were a little tough because sometimes it just gets weird. You know, it's like he called Scott and he was like, I would like to have Michelle on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Scott's like, oh, yeah. what? That was, that was, one, we don't timeshare here. <laughs> you know, that was your second kind of boyfriend yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the first was bad the second was bad <laughs> well i mean I was, I was comfortable with you guys spending time together but but when he started like d- wanting certain days to me that was like no that's that's mm-hmm. right yeah, she's not timeshare you know <laughs> and it is hard i would say it's hard with like single men really because that's kind of their thing right they're like okay well we have great sex can i see you four times a week <laughs> no you cannot And I think it's one of the things that's been nice about being in a relationship with a couple is that it's a trust. And I mean, they're literally, you know, our best friends and we, we love everything about it because I can go somewhere with him while he can take her to dinner. And I mean, we just have a good time, but we always meet back at the end of the night and play together. Mm -hmm. It's just what we do so that there's no discomfort or emotions or anything like that. And so it's been interesting and challenging and fun. Well, the thing is, when, when I think when, you're, when you enter that relationship territory, 
you, you start to acknowledge that there are potentially feelings. <clears throat> and that's the scariest thing of them all, I think, for, for Michelle in particular. Mm-hmm. Is that, no feels. <clears throat> that's the rules. That, that's, that, but, but when you're when you end up in a relationship with a couple like we are now, you start to w- wonder about those things. And she's like taking steps to, to try to prevent them again. And, and you find yourself breaking some of the principles that I was talking about earlier that we try to go in with, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it gets really complicated. But I think too, I mean, it's not like we entered with a vanilla couple either. I mean, they were, they were swingers. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as far as that goes, what Scott and I have learned is that they're not emotional feelings. Like they're not in love with us, you know, and we're not in love with them. It's just an emotion sometimes that comes across where it's like, you know, you deeply care about people. Scott and I are very honed into people. Like we love people. It's our thing, right? We can't, man, when we had COVID and had to stay in this condo for 10 days. Oh God. I mean, it was great sex for 10 days, but but, I mean, you know, you get like stir crazy and you start to miss the real world and you start to miss those people, you know? And it's like, why am I missing them? I'm missing them because they're my best friends and because I care about them. It's not love. And I think every now and then, even all four of us stop, we stop, we gut check. That's what we call it. Let's take a few days and gut check. And I think that those are important. And it has to be a very honest conversation that sometimes is very hard. You know, Mm -hmm. he'll say, so do you have feelings for him? And I'm like, no, I don't have feelings for him. I'm not in love with him, but I do care about him. You know, and I care about his wife. She's my best friend. (laughs) That's even weirder. (laughs) Um, But it's that, that's what it is for me. It's that trust factor of these people respect us and we respect them. And that's really the core of everything to me is respect. I can screw your brain out as long as you're respectful. <laughs> Not necessarily in bed. Right. But in the <laughs> Sometimes yeah. when we disrespected in the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> and then respected immediately after. Yeah. And then after we're like, high five. Bam. That was I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm like, take that, take that. And then I'm like, afterward, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Is that, is that okay? <laughs> was that too hard? No, not at all. You're going to have my handprint on your ass that's, for three days. That's a okay. whole nother conversation about <laughs> levels and where how far you go with your partner. That's yeah. a whole yeah. other conversation. And, and, and I think that that's true too because that's always going to mm-hmm. be different. And I think the thing with swinging for us has been the only constant is change, right? Mm-hmm. It's never going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same with Joe and Steve and Sarah and, you know, whatever. It's going to be different with all of them. Who are Joe and Steve? <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> but he knew who Sarah was. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Well, but, he doesn't care about that. that. Yeah, he's like, why wasn't I invited? Right. Yeah. That's right. you, you mentioned levels and, and that's that's one of the, you made me think of an interesting thing that happened with us where um, I, I was out in the pool one day and, and we hang out at Caliente separately sometimes because she's working or because she's not in the mood or um, I was going to say I'm not in the mood. That never happens. But, <laughs> But, um, you know, I, so I met this, this girl uh, who was a, a dominatrix and she's talking all about how she, you know, she loves doing this stuff and how it's not se- really sexual. It's more of a, I, I don't know. How, a mind fuck. It is. Yeah, it is yeah. a mind fuck. And so I get interested in this. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll submit to that. You know, as long as you don't leave a mark or, or, you know, cause permanent damage, I'm good. And so I called up Michelle. I'm like, hey, I just met this dominatrix in the pool and I want to go to the playrooms with her. And she's like, What? <laughs> this isn't our normal protocol. I'm like, I know, but listen, she, this is what she's going to do. And Michelle's like, all right, give it a whirl. So, you know, I go into the playroom for this like, girl. I hope she beats the shit out of you. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'd never had an experience like that. And I, it turns out I really enjoyed it. I mean, she had all sorts of various things, you know, whipping me and, and that, that sort of stuff. But she. I now it, own two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it wasn't like, I mean, she did end up leaving a couple of marks that were there for a while, but that kind of encouraged the, the sure. increase. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and then I came home and told Michelle all about it. And I still look at that as a very erotic experience, even though it wasn't a sexual experience, mm-hmm. right? There's a difference. So just being able to have that experience 
even though I'm in a committed relationship with someone who, at least prior to that, um, you know, <laughs> was what, now I'm what, like, what, can that, I? <laughs> okay. Right. It, it w- was really great for me. And I loved sharing that experience with her. And I think that that was hard for me too, because I'm like, you know, you're going into this, you're going to do this. You don't tell me you didn't have sex. And he's like, we didn't have sex. And and you, it's a female thing. Our mind can't wrap our head around that. Right. Like how you can enjoy that pleasure and then not have some form of sex, you right. know? And he was like, not a lick. And listen, I can look him in the eyes and know if he's lying. I'm like, God, you're serious. Yeah. Oh, here's and he's the like, will you please have sex with me oh, now? Because right. like, there's no... Yeah. Well, that's what we always say. There's no... Re- why? There's no reason to lie. Yeah, oh, yeah. that right. is what it is. And now I need to fuck the shit out of you. Because right. yes, shut exactly up. What we happened. didn't fuck. And yeah. now I need to fuck you right yeah. now. Yeah, he's like, stop right. talking. Yes. And I'm like, well, <laughs> show me what she did. There are, at least, there, there are at least six or seven witnesses. Yeah. I don't know if I can find them. Right in the clear room. I love that room. God, I love that. really cool. I love that exhibition room. I'm like, let's give him a show, baby. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that too. So mm-hmm. we'll back to that on a, at another time. Yeah. I think. But um, this is awesome, and this mm, is yeah, amazing, this is and thank stuff. you so much for sharing this very open part because this is truly what I, our listeners like to hear, mm-hmm. and it's so important to hear that. Oh my God, I'm not the only woman that's still struggling with the fact, mm-hmm. and they hear it from me. And from us, and we talk about we do even have a women's group, but it's so important that they hear it from other people mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I wish I'd had that, honestly. I mean, right? it was nice to be with him and him understand <clears throat> the experiences, but for me to find other women, I mean, we're seven years in and there's still things that make me go, oh, right. God. But it's it's a learning experience yeah, every you, time. You've developed kind of your, your network of female friends that you can do that with mm-hmm. after being through this experience. And we've made some of the best friends that that we'll ever have through this experience through the lifestyle and, that we and, don't even play with yeah we, some we've never played with some we've played with once and, and we're like oh that wasn't real good for us but but we like the friendship you right know? Yeah. And, uh, and and so you know those are people that we can talk to about things that happen mm-hmm. when it comes up and that's a great thing to have it is very important i think to Ooh. have that yeah. one that even if it's one that one person that you can go to and go this is what happened has it ever happened to you Right. And mm-hmm. I actually talk about it often with Tristan because I was not sure of his compersive nature. He kept telling me and I'm like, yeah, you say this, but the first time I fuck some dude, this is all not going to work. Yeah, and like, gonna are go, you going to divorce me? Yeah, yeah. And like, because it's not worth it and all of those same feelings. And I was lucky enough to meet a guy in the lifestyle who was very much wired like he was. And so it was another couple and we just same type of thing. We're just trying to coordinate the four of us meeting. But in the meantime, he and I struck up a friendship. Mm-hmm. And so so I would say, like, I don't know, Tristan keeps telling me these things. And I'm like, I don't believe it. Then, But they were so wired similarly. I could say, hey, if I said this to you, what would your response be? And it was always whatever his response it's was. It's a hard day. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. And so, like, literally. But um, And so it was so great to be able to have someone to bounce that off of because I'm not sure that I would have trusted because we had never done anything like this. Mm-hmm. So how could he be telling me these things? And even if we had tried it and he said he loved it, how could that be true? So to be able to have someone, and that's what we talk about all the time, is being able to get other... This is why talking to other folks is so important that our listeners can hear. I think, too, it's a self-confidence. Women lack a self-confidence that men carry. You know, it's just, it's easy for them. They just strut in. They're like naked before they even hit the doors. You know, they come through the gate and it's like, wow, hi. Like, I know. Mm. I, to, like, to, I came here two or three times where I even take my bra off because yeah. I'm like, I'm sure all the men are looking at my boobs. It has nothing to do with the, all the other naked boobs are walking through. I'm sure they're looking at my totally well, and covered that was, up boobs. Honest was like, to God, that was my thing. Like when we would go to Desire, I struggled taking my top off. Most women take their bottoms and leave their tops, you know. I'm like, whoosh. 
but I don't take the bo- my top off because I had breast cancer. And so I have scars that I'm very uncomfortable with. And I feel like that's the first thing that people see. And what I've learned along the way is it's just the best community of non-judgmental people. Whether you hook up with swingers or not, I would encourage everyone to at least put themselves in that environment if they're curious with an understanding that we're not going to do anything. Because for women, it's a self-confidence thing. You see these like Barbie dolls walking around the pool and you're like, oh God. (laughs) But it's not. It's not that way. It's the best thing about swinger communities is they're open-minded and they're non-judgmental. We've gotten to the point where pretty much all of our friends now are lifestyle. I mean, it's because we tend to identify with them more and because we tend to be more easily open with them about things. It's just more comfortable for mm-hmm. us compared to like restricting what we say so that we don't offend someone. Right. Um, I will say one of the things that we have learned, though, is when you work, live and play in the same environment is that we do tend to play at home. We don't tend to play with people at work because we work there. It's right. just a respect thing. We don't want people talking about it. I tease him all the time. I'm like, I'm going to have a sign made that says for the front door that says fucking busy with a pineapple right side up. And when you flip it over, it's going to say busy fucking with a pineapple (laughs) down, you know, and then it'll say, oh, welcome to the G spot. (laughs) I love it. That's a perfect front door sign. Because, you know, I mean, we do. It's, it's, I'm, I am a private person. Now, I like to be in that room where everyone can see what I'm doing. But, you know, at the same time, I think for the most part, I'm pretty kind of, let's just keep it here for right now. I mean, we break that rule. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. (laughs) But for the most part, I think because we live here, work here, play here, we kind of tend to keep it separate. Right. I was going to ask, tell us one of your funniest swinger stories. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's good. So Uh, should I start this one? Go. So we're we're at Desire on vacation. We're in the pool hanging out. And Michelle, we're scoping. On our honeymoon. Oh, was this our honeymoon? This is our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, I was in. So Michelle's like, I'm obsessed with this guy across the, of the pool. I'm like, I look over at him, and he's a good looking guy. And she said, I think it might be. <laughs> Come on, he's not. I was hoping. <laughs> but but as, as I looked at him, I'm like, I mean, that, that might actually be. So we go over and introduce ourselves. And, um, and we, we learned that he's not. But he's, he's, he's dead on lookalike. And, uh, and his wife. And then, uh, oh my God, are we really telling us? Okay. So. <laughs> So she decides she she really really wants this guy right and uh, and I, I, no I went and I have I'm a I'm one of those that I have to go take a nap and reset in the middle of the day at Desire all the right. time because it's overwhelming sometimes okay so you, I'd gone in for a nap right she'd gone in for a nap so he, it's just a few of us in the pool and I'm in there with lookalike and uh, I said so Michelle's really interested in you and uh, and he said well I'm interested in her so I'm like hold on. And I run over to the hotel room. First separate experience. Right. Oh. Run over to the hotel room and tell Michelle, I'm like, so wants to come in here and fuck. And she's like, she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, just say yes, just say yes, just say yes. <laughs> and so she, so she didn't say anything. She pulled the covers up over her head and nodded her head. And, like, and, and I'm like, that's good enough for me. I couldn't look him in the eyes. Because <laughs> I was so excited. I'm going to be like, I'm going to tell all my friends. My wife, fuck. So, <laughs> Sorry. So... <laughs> So I go out to him and I said, okay, Michelle would like you to go in there and have fun. And so he, he's like, hell yeah. He pops up and he, he, I, I take him over to the room and I open the door for him. And I'm, I'm suddenly, I'm not sure what to do. I mean, I know what's going to happen between the two of them. And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, what uh, do, do I want to be outside? I, no, I, don't no, know no, I said, so you can't leave. <laughs> I can't leave, but I, I, I know I have to be within earshot. So I end up coming in and I'm watching them just kind of in the doorway. I'm, I'm watching him crawl into bed with her and she knows what's coming. And uh, I feel guilty watching. I, I shouldn't be watching. So I, I laid down at the bottom of the bed, like on the floor. So I'm just laying there so flat, tall. staring at the ceiling, listening to them go at it for like 
35 minutes. And it's, Close I just, to an hour. Yeah. I remember. Okay. So, I mean, just not moving. And then, um, and then he leaves and she goes, Scott. And I pop up at the bottom. Of the <laughs> I was like, that's the weird. hell. I'm like, and, uh, we thought that was really kind of funny. I just, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing too is, is, you know, people always talk about safe words, right? You know, they're like, my safe word is chocolate. And I'm like, how do you, what, how do you make that incognito? Right. Like, Oh God, I could use some chocolate. Yeah. You know? So Scott and I got to the point where I don't call him Scott. I never call him Scott. I call him babe or honey or love or whatever. So when we're in an environment, if I say, Scott, everything going okay? He knows that that I, our safe words are our names because oh, I don't nice. I don't call him Scott. I call him babe or booty or love or hey right. or honey or asshole or whatever. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I, so we decided, I mean, because really, I mean, when people talk about safe words, and I think they're very important because sometimes things go wrong. We had an experience that went, that went wrong and it was tough for me because it was one of our first and I wasn't sure I'd get past it, but I did. And it's because we talked about things like safe words and I do... People joke about them, but I do feel like they're very important because at any time, if I'm uncomfortable, and it might not be what I'm doing, it might be what I'm seeing happening. Mm-hmm. So if I say Scott in the middle of sex, he's he stops immediately. He gets up. He's like, hey, how's everything over here? And I'm like... I, I think that's really, really an important thing I'd like to expand on just real quick is that if we are in the middle of something, uh, whether we're together or, or near each other or whatever, and she says stop or I say stop, we stop immediately. There's no questions asked. There's mm-hmm. no let me finish. If she says Scott, then I, I know stop immediately. And I, I in this that particular scenario, I did. I stopped immediately. I got up and left with her. And the woman, I was just like, what the hell? Right. <laughs> but and I, I was, I was like, like, your it, husband's it a dick. It doesn't matter. She is my priority. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. No dealing with it there. We'll talk about it later. And I think the key to that too is when that happens, if you are in an experience that is very good for you, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. You doesn't stop. Matter how good my you stop is. when your partner stops. Right. That's the end of it. Whether you're done or you're not done, you have to respect your partner. And even if it's amazing, he will stop every time I say his name. It's done. It's over. Oh, it's not like you've used that a lot. But <laughs> right. there have been a, few, a few times. A couple. But it's like when your mom calls your name, you know, when you're a kid. Yeah. You use know, the full name. Yeah. You know, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh God, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and, and sometimes it's not him, you know, and that's just something that we kind of have to regroup on. And I was like, it was just too aggressive for me. I felt like it was like some rape fantasy in his mind. And I was just trying to have a good experience. And it wasn't, you know, and I realized that in the middle and I'm like, Scott, and he just immediately gets up and leaves with me. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm revealing all the stuff that I'm going to write in my book one day. No, I'm not. I'm not going to write a book. But, We're lazy. Um, yeah, I mean, women, again, God, I'm going to come across as sexist. I don't mean to be, but women in particular, I've, I've noticed sometimes, and you, you did this, sometimes end up in a situation when they're in an environment like Caliente or like Desire or something. You feel like you are what? You're like you're like certain things. You don't know what's, what's allowable and what's not allowable. Exactly. And I always tell people when I give them tours at Caliente that as a woman, you have just as much right to your body here as you do in your, in your own home. Mm-hmm. Someone comes up to you and starts putting their hands where they shouldn't. You need to stop them immediately. And I think for women, it's hard for us sometimes to find our words, right? Like it's like you don't want to. Well, for me, it's like I'm a, I'm such a people person that I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But you know what I have learned is that it's my body, it's my right, and if you're making me uncomfortable, you better back the hell off. You and know, just because you're in an environment like this where things like that are. are tolerated by people you feel like you have watching to. right you yeah. feel like i guess that might be okay here because you don't know but it's not it's <laughs> right okay. so, so if yeah. someone makes you uncomfortable you've got to stop them 
Mm-hmm. Right. And we tell people that all the time, too. It, it is totally fine to, I, you know, I'll do it jokingly because that's my style. Mm-hmm. But if someone does something, and I'm very approachable, very super flirty. So that's I usually me. don't mind people touching me. Mm-hmm. Right. But if someone does something like egregious, then I'll be, and I'll turn and I'll say, oh, I'm sorry. Did I give you permission to do that? Uh, you know? is, that happened to me at Caliente. Um, I was floating on a float and this dude comes up and just thought he could right right between the legs and i i sat up on my float and i grabbed his hand and i was like you want to buy me a drink or ask me what my name is right you know and he ended up getting dna but cuz we don't <laughs> they don't tolerate that here right person that i'm thinking about in particular was not they were being playful this and, guy was not yeah, yeah i didn't even so, know who he was right, he right. literally told me that he thought because i worked here i came with his membership <gasps> and i lost my Whoa. shit i'm not i'm not one to hold my tongue Oh my! Anymore, <laughs> but now I'm like mother. Brain. <laughs> you know? I reached out. And I was like, Mess "Come on, we're gonna woman. go find security. I'm gonna take you by your leash." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily things aren't like that. Don't don't tend to happen here. But we did right. talk no, they about don't. It because there is kind of a we. This has been a pretty common topic lately about implied consent. Yes, and so good. when you come to a place, there is a level of implied consent. Someone's going to stare at your tits. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's just, you know that's Look the way day. it is. Yeah, yeah, right. So I mean, but that's and if that's offensive, then don't take it off your shirt because mm-hmm. you're in a place where someone may accidentally look at your boobs for more well, than and that's what's the thing. Normal. Just because you're right. in the environment doesn't mean you have to be naked. Right. It doesn't mean you can't wear a bathing suit. Right. And it definitely doesn't mean someone else has a right to your body. Right. You know, you've got to learn. I say it all the time. You got to learn to use your big girl words. You know? <laughs> I mean, you have to. It's and I and Scott's so good about that when he does tours. You know, he explains to people, no is no here. If you say no and they don't oblige, you find security. Right. And they're done. Right. And this place supports that so much that it's amazing. Right. You tell a security guard that you have been violated in any way, shape, or form, and they're gone. Our GM supports it. She does not allow it, and it's done. It is a safe environment, and that is so important to make sure that you're walking into an environment where you feel safe. Absolutely. Or sometimes you'll consent to something, <clears throat> and you'll be in the middle of it, and you'll realize, oh, no, I'm, I am uncomfortable with this. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to just stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's hardest for women because I think in general, women tend to just shut down and let it happen until it's over. And you can't do that. You have to stop it immediately. It's very awkward when you're when you're in the middle of sex and you're just thinking, it's just easier to finish, so mm-hmm. to speak, than it is to, to stop, stop this. But I mean... Not uh, anymore. I'm like, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've literally been in a scenario where I've been in, in the middle of having sex with a female and just feeling like, oh my God, this, this, just, this isn't working for me. Me. And normally, I think most men would be like, I'm just going to finish and then get out of here. I just stopped. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think we're compatible. And she looked at me like, what? And Because you don't want to hurt people. Yeah, you know, you don't, that's, but... that's the thing. It's not because they're, right. cons- they're consented to be there with you. Right. And so, yeah, you're but, giving it a go. And but yeah, the thing there's... is, too, is if you're not comfortable, it doesn't matter what the other person feels. It just doesn't. And I mean, there have been a few times where we have said, oh, God. And he'll come home and he's like, how was it? And I'm like, Rah. I had to stop it. It was too much. And I think making sure you're in the right mindset going into things like that. You got to have a clear mind. You got to know where your standards are and that you have to never break your standards for anyone because ultimately it has an effect on you. When it's having an effect on you, it's having an effect on your marriage because you feel each other. If you're in a genuine marriage, you feel that person. So it is. It's very important to no means no. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck off me. That's <laughs> right. I'm done. That's right. So are you. Yeah. And so are you. Yeah. At least right here. Yeah. You, <laughs> and, yeah, you yeah. and your right hand are going to have a great afternoon. <laughs> 
you know, and that's the thing too, is what's right for me isn't necessarily what's right for you. Right. You may love that. I don't want to feel that. I want to feel wanted. I don't want to feel like a notch on your bedpost. Right. And, and when I start feeling either. like but that, but there are not. definitely people that that are totally down with that. And we talk about this all the time as well. It's talking about swinging on a spectrum. There are some people that are much more in the no, I don't want emotions. I don't want relationship side, mm-hmm. like you talked about it. But not even not necessarily that that's cheaper to keep her. But that they truly, it's just like it's just about having sex, mm-hmm. and they one and done couples or oh, we whatever have a lot. that is. We, we've had some what we call one and dones. Yeah, I feel like Scott's the worst because I will find a couple and I'm like, that was awesome, and he's like, yeah, I'm done. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you don't want to try one more time? <laughs> but there's no, re- there's nothing wrong with that. Is what no, I was trying to point out is that not. there's there's a, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because mm-hmm. why you wouldn't move forward with somebody else if you weren't a swinger. Right. So that just doesn't make sense. But that's some people's, that's truly their, their modus operandi. They, mm-hmm. that, they have no desire to really actually get to even care to know anybody else. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's Mm-mm. what works in their dynamic, that's awesome. It wouldn't work for us, right. but that's awesome for I them. I mean, occasionally. It's kind of, it's kind of our <laughs> well, there, that's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> From time to time, a, a, good, a good house party is a good house party. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to the G spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like or to say again. Our accidental anonymous sex in the group room yeah. or yeah. the playroom here one night. So, yeah, that was pretty hot. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah, yeah that was hot. The playrooms here are fun. Yeah, well, this is actually pre-playroom. This is at the... The Casita Clubhouse. The Casita Clubhouse back then when it was back Oh, uh, when it was the Play Villa. Yes, yeah. yes. And so and we had an accidental anonymous sex. Let's get it on. That happened, to us. Awesome. That happened yeah. to us once on a Bliss Cruise. They were, we got invited to literally an orgy. Oh, and yeah. that was our... I have, I have not. I'd never been in one. I was like, oh my God, this is so freaking weird. He's like, all I'm asking is that you open your mind and just try. So we go in and I was that awkward girl standing in the corner and he's like, Michelle, come sit down. I was like, no. Okay. <laughs> are you going to do the whole orgy story now? Do, do you have time for that? I don't know, but it was awesome. You so, should do okay, it. Okay. Yeah, so, all right. So, <laughs> we so, went uh, in. So setting, setting the stage, we're on, on the Bliss Cruise, and Michelle hits it off with this guy um, who she finds oh, it very sex. attractive. And uh, he invites us to the the orgy, which is a couple days, I think, away at the, at the point we were invited. Yeah, which is worse. I had two days to freak out about this about thing. An orgy. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh my God, orgy. we're going to an orgy. She's like, <laughs> like, oh, oh God, we're God. going to an orgy. <laughs> so, and I was, I was through the do? roof excited yeah, about we this. We were right? like that. Yeah, and uh, so we, uh, we go through the course of back and forth with you, whether you want to go or not. And but you asked me to be open-minded, and I, did. I agreed. I, I asked you, I, I said, this is important to me that we at least try this. You don't have to do anything, right? But I wanted to be there for it. How do you not do anything when you've been invited to an orgy that's what i'm freaking out about right so we, we go up to the uh the suite it was a suite on in the cruise ship that, and uh, by invitation right there was only probably 12 15 couples in there uh maybe like 20 couples okay, i think God. yeah 20 yeah probably 40 people total yeah and we're, we're, we walk in and, and we're like strategically like five minutes late right that was like <laughs> what our plan was but of course nothing had started yet so we walk in and it's just a couple standing around awkward. awkwardly and we're like awkward oh my god what's gonna happen here and then I think someone came out and said, all right, let's, you know. Everybody sit down, I, grab yeah. a seat. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody sit down. And then he went over oh, a couple of guidelines It was cool, though, because they, they structured it well. They knew that they had invited people that had never done it before. So they, they were like, everybody sit down and get comfortable. And then they talked about it. They were like, this is what could happen. This is what could not happen. If you have any issues, no is no here. You're in a safe zone. 
And so I got into the mode. I'm a people person, so I get in, and Scott's like, shit. And I was like, hey, I'm Michelle. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you do tend to sparkle socially like that. Every girl needs sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So um, we... Going and sit down. We were sitting down there going over everything with this, and I thought going in, I'm like, I'm going to fuck all these girls, and it's going to be awesome. And then as a guy, you get in that situation, and you're like, uh, man, I, I, I might have to fuck all these girls. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, shit, what am I going to do? But it, it was, it was, it was very well structured. Right. So they so, sat down and they really kind of got everybody going right They're Like everyone reached to your left and I'm looking at my left and I'm looking at my right. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, but we had gone in with a mission and that primary mission was you wanted to be with the, the guy that invited, mm-hmm. us. invited us. And, uh, so, so I found myself really just kind of freaked out about, you know, having sex with multiple women in front, in front and of And I was like, people. let's do this. And, and, <laughs> and so I, I kind of, I kind of stepped back and I, I went and, and strategically again, socialized with this guy's other half uh, and as he made his way over to Michelle and then uh, you can take it from here. Yeah, so they did. They It was. It almost felt like, you know, the hokey pokey. You know, it was like everyone reached to their left so everyone reached to their left and I had never in my life had the like squirting experience, right? Well, the guy to my left knew exactly what he was going to do and it happened and I was like, <gasps> I looked at Scott and I was like, I just squirted. He's like, what? I was like, he's still doing it. <laughs> and so don't move. I was like, I just what? I am going. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, so and so that was like a kickoff for me. It made me horny. It had never happened to me. Wow. I was like, this is real. You know, I was like, that's not, I, I was dead set. I was like, squirting is not a thing. They're peeing all over him. But for real, it happened. And I was like, it was the most insane experience. So this guy had me warmed up and horny. I was like, thank you for moving to the left. <laughs> and he was to my left. He was to my left. So, you know, I was just kind of stroking him off or whatever. And then it got crazy. And the guy that I was massively attracted to came over and just went straight down. I was like, oh, God, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I want to do this every day. <laughs> and it was just uh, we had a great time. And then I had sex with him. And then. He came in a condom and then he wanted to go again. I was like, oh, because you feel like most men are kind of one and done, right? Like once that happens, it's over. Not this guy. Not at all. Well, I think you had something to do with that. (laughs) But you ended up up making him come twice, which Mm -hmm. you were thrilled by. But man, he was thrilled. He was like, I've never had this happen before. And I'm sitting across the room. It got weird. He's like, it was heavenly. Oh, my God. I was like, we got to (laughs) go. All right. At the very end. Damn, that was so close until he teleported into your soul. Yeah, yeah, he teleported. (laughs) Yeah, he he did. I was so close. Damn, I read this one wrong. So so now I'm the, the... the only guy I know who's, who would actually have to say, uh, yeah, I went to an orgy and didn't fuck anybody. Oh, no, he did? He didn't. You bet you didn't really want to. You no, were... because I was so wrapped up in your experience. And, that, and that's, that's well, what Well, and was... the other 14 that were happening. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a lot to watch. But but that's I, I when I learned you. that you were a watcher. Yeah. That was the first for me. I was like, huh. I get that. You yeah. like watching? So, and and, and I, I have no resentment for that. You know, I, I so so I didn't have sex. I enjoyed the experience, right? And that's, that's what it was That about. was, and I would say that was a weird experience for me, but it's led to this thing where now, well, not currently, but we've had some experiences where he's like, I'm going to sit in the closet, tell him I'm not here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, tell him I'm not here. You're on your own. You're doing this. Your husband doesn't know. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I can pull this off. <laughs> and then they get in the door and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Go, go, go. You know? Yeah. And then they leave, and then he comes out of the closet, and I'm like, so, and he's like, got an erection, and I'm like, 
lay down. <laughs> Let me tell you about what you heard. <laughs> but it was. I mean, so we have tried. We really have tried all kinds of different That's things. Fun. I am. I'm still to the day, seven years in, I am still very nervous about having sex when my husband's not present, especially if it's somebody I'm not real familiar with. And so it's a safety thing for me and an erotic yeah, thing for him. Yeah, guess what that means for me. That's what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, Score. do it, baby. Yeah. Right. Because, so, because to see you, to, to see you or hear about you taking that chance and going beyond your comfort zone is exciting, right? Because you're doing it for you, but you're doing it with my consent. And it's also for me. It just, and I'm praying he doesn't suck. <laughs> But, you know, we've done it a couple of times. It's been pretty friggin' erotic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's my thing, too. Sometimes I just don't feel safe if I don't really know them. And so it's like, he will do whatever he has to do. He'll hide in the closet. He'll sit in the bathroom. Last time I was like, we did it. I was like, he's like, can I clean up? I was like, yeah, I'm going to need you to use the guest bathroom. Because <laughs> yeah. I knew that Scott was in the regular one, and he did not. You know? yes. <laughs> and that's led to, like, we love to cam. We cam on SDC sometimes. And uh, we just right. like to be watched. Oh, but what it all comes down to is... is for me, I take the most pleasure in her experiences, oddly enough. And, and uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what do you mean? You don't, oh, you don't like take pleasure in mine. Right. right. But it's, it's my mind. My mind yeah. seven years in still fucks with me yeah. when it's like I can't. It, you just it's one of those things, I think, for women, you know, like you struggle. He's telling you that it was good. And you're like you're in your mind. You're like, oh, this sounded exceptional. Why don't you just say it's fucking exceptional? Right. You know? and, and he's like, because it wasn't exceptional. I was like, whatever. You know, but it's good. I think we've gotten to a really good place in, in, in our relationship where we just trust. We have a saying in our marriage that we have to have faith in our love. Have faith in your love. Because if you have faith in your love, then what else can really go wrong? I feel like I can tell him anything. I don't have to lie to him. I don't have to play things down. I don't have to play things up. Right. You know, I can be completely honest with him because I have faith in our love that he's not going to be whatever it is we can work through it. Because it's not always good. The important thing there is, is faith. Embracing what faith is. Faith is basically believing something without evidence that it exists, right? So faith in our love, even though there's tons of evidence that we love each other. Anytime there's there's a question, you know, that, that I feel upset or angry about, if I can go back to that and say faith, then I say, okay, I'm going to, for the sake of our relationship, for the sake of our love, for the, her sake, I'm just going to have faith that that's real. You got to be honest. God, you got to be honest. You got to communicate the good, the bad, and the ugly. We don't do ugly. Yeah. But. yeah I say <laughs> I've, done, I've done some ugly. <laughs> that's the key True. to it all. That's the key to it all is the communication and just the openness and the honesty. And you have to continue to move that forward within each relationship. Right. How are you doing? Absolutely. <laughs> if that's a good place to stop. That's a, this at is least, amazing. At least um, part one, part one of yeah. the Scott <laughs> My, and Michelle saga. Two, three, four, five, and <laughs> yes. six. To be continued. <laughs> I think so. No, this was has been an amazing conversation. Yes, Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for inviting us to your home. To the G-spot. To the, the G-spot. Yes, we thank you know. for the invitation now to your G-spot. I've always <laughs> wondered where it was, because sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure I have I'll one. I'll show you, girl. But now I know where it is. <laughs> sometimes I still wander around. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering aimlessly. <laughs> Randomly ringing doorbells. Wait. Well, thankfully, thankfully, most of the shuttle drivers here know where it is. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just, Where just we live say, here, I'll call up and I'll be like, can you send the shuttle to the G spot? They're like, Michelle. I'm like, I know I can't, but I love it. Well, thank you so much for your honesty and your openness mm-hmm. and sharing with everybody about your thoughts and your feelings. Because again, this is what is so important to hear. Real couples talking about their real lives together, their real struggles. 
and the beauty that they find in their own alternative lifestyle journey. So thank you for having us. Thank you so yeah. much. We've enjoyed anything else to add, my love. I think we're good. I know. Yeah. All right. All right. This was amazing. This was. Is it Thanks time for sex? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and now we're back to NPR. All of a sudden. That, was, that was amazing. <laughs> then, can, oh, I, can, I have, yeah. can I have another bit of tea? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. That was such an amazing conversation. Oh, my gosh. That is such an amazing couple. We and were blown away. I, yeah, we were blown away. Blown and there, away. There is so much to unpack there mm-hmm. that I encourage everybody to listen to that again uh, and again and again. And again, and again. Yeah. Because for all levels in the lifestyle, for mm-hmm. newbies, for intermediate, for experienced, there's just so much there that... It turned into this, it, again, it was a, such an amazing, amazing conversation. Yeah. And I hear something different every time I listen to yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I was there. I've listened to it to edit it. Mm-hmm. We listen to it right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that piece. Yeah. I really said, I, I turned to Tristan while we were playing this, and I said, I think this interview is something that we will be able to point people towards mm-hmm. when they say, which episode talks about the lifestyle? It gives us a really good synopsis because ours are stories and it takes a long time to get there. But this is one couple in seven years and they wrapped it all up. In about an hour and 15 minutes. An hour minutes. and 15 minutes, yeah. but there's so much. Yeah. Like, we really could do a part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah. nine, ten yeah. with them because, and, and we may, you never know. But gosh, it was so, it was so fun. And we obviously had an amazing time. Yeah. There's just a few things to recap. I don't think that I, that we should really, there's so much we could just talk about on and on and on. I think what would be great is if you guys want to hear it again, listen to it again. Yeah. Yeah. Because that you're going to get out of it what you need out of right, it. Right, exactly. You're going to get the information. You'll take away from it. There are a few things. There are a <laughs> few things. But I do want to bring up because it, the way that they put it was so yeah. great or it was an aha moment for us. Exactly. And so, and Phoenix and Crimson were there too. And they've been in the lifestyle twice as long as we have, you know, a couple more years. And all of us were like, wow, wow. like, yeah. whoa, that was so awesome. The one thing that for me um, that I made a double note about, I think earlier on, where Scott talked about that there was uh, an implied double standard. Acknowledged. Acknowledged. I'm sorry, you're right. Acknowledged double standard. Right. And I never thought about that. You and I talked about that and we did that, but I don't know that we ever realized that that's what we were doing. We just knew we had to make concessions. Actually, what happened was we fucked up and we didn't have that double standard. You took, you said, well, if you get to do it, I get to do it. And it caused lots of problems Mm -hmm. because it didn't feel that okay. And we had to work through that quite a few times. So actually, if we had been able to do that beforehand and just say, no, let's figure out which way this is going to be, I think we would have saved a little bit. Yeah, and this is a consistent friction point Mm -hmm. for many couples in the lifestyle that we've spoken with, including Mm -hmm. ourselves. Right. And so with you and, and me, it was about... You know, how quickly we progressed with our solo play. Right. With others, it's been just a disparity in play, period. Right. Where women are getting all the action and men are like, um, okay, well, what do I do now? Yeah, we're supposed to be fucking all these women. Right. Right. And we've talked about that a lot. And, we, and we've talked about our, mm-hmm. our friction with Roy and for you and, and Amber for me and how we were kind of at, di- at a different pace. We'd, so going in, understanding that it's not going to all be equal. And I love the way that he said it. Fear doesn't necessarily mean equal. Right. Yeah. He yeah. said that later on. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So spot on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh man, that is. But you wouldn't know that until you get out there and experience right. it. Absolutely. That, that was, yeah, that was eye opening. Yes. That was a great, great piece. What else? What was well, the one thing that caught your eye or ear? <laughs> I love that when Scott talked about needing to tell the hard truth mm. and being able to tell the hard truth, because those are two different things. And in order to be able to tell the hard truth, the other partner needs to be willing to allow the hard truth to be told, which to me means having grace and understanding and not shutting them down. Mm. So you need to be receptive to the hard truth. So it's it's a two-way street. So that that was really important. I think it, there was, it may have been KC that said something similar, mm-hmm. that one of their guidelines, standards, was that they always said, the other person has to promise not to get mad. Yes, I think that, I was, think KC. that was KC. Yeah. yeah. Now, and I, I don't know that I can pro- ever promise I won't get mad. But you can promise that you're going to listen. Yes, and to try and maintain. Mm-hmm. Some and I can civility. promise that I'm going to listen and not just hear, but listen right. and be respectful of, in our case, in my case, be respectful of the woman that I have loved for 30 years. And so, yeah, I can give you that grace. I can, I can listen and I can hear. So I think that's incredibly important. Right. And I think the other piece of that is finding whatever, however that works for you, because mm-hmm. it may be, yes, I will listen and hear. And then at the end of listening... I may still be pissed. Right. And maybe say... (laughs) But then we talk about that. We have actually done this before. The one person airs out what they need to say, and then the other person says, you know, I need some time to think about this. And that's okay, because then I need... Like, if it was me saying my thing, or you saying your thing, and then me telling you I need time to think about it, that you have to have that grace also. Yeah. To go, absolutely. Because you've been thinking about it for weeks or days or whatever it is, and this may be something that sprung on the other person. Right. So I think that that's the other piece, too. But it's all about, again, communication and mm-hmm. grace. And yes, but that was an excellent way to put that as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else that they said? I mean, there's lots. So one of the things that I found really fascinating, and it's something that we kind of have done a little bit, but not in any sort of measured and ordered way, is talking separately mm. to the other couple with you know with a man with a woman and man with a woman, and kind of getting a sense of how they are when they're apart and not just as a couple, right. which I think was very fascinating. And we do that sometimes, but it's it's purely, well, accidental and organic. And logistically, I'm not sure that that can always happen, but to the extent that it can, I think it's a really great idea because, because people are different separately. I know that I'm different when I'm apart from you than I am when I'm with you. Right. I am who I am always, but I'm better with you, I think. And so when I'm apart from you, yeah, I'm going to be different. I'm still the same person right. and I'm still authentic, but we are different when we're apart from one another. And so I think that was really an interesting and important piece of advice that to the extent that you can try to talk separately. And for me, that came across as more of a, I want to get a good read on my connection with the husband, mm-hmm. because we've had that before where it was like a, a one of the couple, the very first couple we played with in New Orleans, the very first year, it was a great connection. Everything felt good, and in that particular situation, we had I had seen him, but I actually had never spent time with him by myself because mm-hmm. when we first met him, it was the three of us. Right. We just happened to meet him for dinner, and then um, saw them in New Orleans, and we never had that one on one. And I bet you, if we had, I would have realized 
very early on that it there was just some awkwardness between us. It what just didn't flow. But when the four of us were together, because you and she hit it off so much, you get caught up in mm-hmm. that wave. Right. And I think he does too, especially if you're compulsive and you like to see your wife getting it on and that makes you excited and, you know, you're thinking about this is going to happen. So I can see where that would be really beneficial. And I was saying, we were talking about like, how would you do that? How can you like make that happen? And I said, well, for me, it would be pretty easy. I can just say to the husband, hey, I'm going to go get a drink at the bar. Will you join me? Because... The woman may not want to join you walking off to a bar, but the husband should mm-hmm. should chime in and be able to say, sure. Yeah. And that so maybe that's my lead. Right. right exactly. And then that leaves you and the wife to... So we'll have to try that. Yeah. I, that's, I think that's great advice. I think it is too. And I think that had we been able to do that a couple of times, we would have probably... And it's usually, for me, it's usually there's no... I usually end up having a problem with the gentleman, from what I can recall, and the, the experiences with couples that haven't gone well. Mm-hmm. It's, for some reason, the connection between he and I. And I bet you it is because they're turned on by the fact that their wives are getting ready to get played with, and this is whole situation, and it's not going to be terrible, because, yes, we all are nice and we're good together, but was there really a connection between me and yeah. him? And I, that that will help me in the future, I think. Yeah, that's a really excellent we'll point. We'll test that theory. We will test that theory. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I just think it's a great yeah. idea. But I, again, I, I don't want to go into too much and, and kind of rehash all of it. We could. We could talk for another hour and 15 minutes. But so many things, and you heard us even in the interview when we're talking to them, is like, yes, we say those things just a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But those are exactly the same things that they say. But that was just an amazing, amazing interview. So yeah. go back. You guys, listen to it again, earmark, bookmark the spots that you found interesting. Sit with your partner and listen to this interview. It was so enlightening for us. Yeah. And like I said, we sat there and did it. We've listened to, we listened to it together the other night when I was editing it again. Hmm. And so I said, come listen to this with me while we're doing this. And it just, they're just, it was great. Yeah. It was wonderful. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, we will hopefully definitely have Scott and Michelle back. We are not going to tell you what happened after the <laughs> microphones turned off. <laughs> that is information for another time at another place. Uh, so I don't know. I think we alluded to there was some will they or won't they. I think we'll let that will they or won't they continue on. So we're not going to tell you what happened. Okay. That For a couple of years. <laughs> until <laughs> yeah, we, until years. we catch up to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it was such an amazing, yeah. amazing day. They are amazing people. So when you go to Caliente and if you see Scott and Michelle, those are their names. Michelle works at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Scott is an ambassador, a greeter. He will be there. You let them know that you heard them on the Accidental Swingers podcast and they will beam and they will just be so excited. Just ask them any questions because they are those kinds of people. And I have no problem saying that to the entire world. Yeah. If you guys go to Caliente and you see them, say, hey, Scott, Michelle, I know you. I recognize you from the Accidental Swingers podcast. And that's all you need to say. They will love it. They will love it. And they're amazing people. They will. So that's And you'll do yourself a favor by meeting them because they're just incredible, incredible people. That's an excellent way to put it. Mm-hmm. Although I will have to say, everybody that we've interviewed there that is, has been, yeah, you true. will be doing yourself a favor to meet these folks. We are so lucky we that we are. get to meet and become friends with such amazing people. And I'm, just, I'm so excited to go back and hang out with them at yeah. some point in time, too. We talked about yeah, doing of course. that as well. Yeah, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, you can find us on our website. You can find us on Instagram. We are at Accidental Swingers. 
or at Marina's Tristan. On Twitter, we are at Marina underscore Tristan, but if you just search Accidental Swingers, it'll show up. And I think that's really it for now. So that's all we've got. I mean, I that was a lot. Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. But yes. Send us your questions, comments, or thoughts, or ideas about this podcast, too. Shoot me an email, and um, I would love to be able to send, kind of bring all that stuff together. We may end up doing a live broadcast with them. Yeah. And maybe we'll do some questions, answers, and things like that. Yeah, that would be wonderful. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing, amazing people with just amazing stories and such a great outlook on this whole lifestyle thing. And again, one more thing, seven years in the lifestyle and they're still talking about it this way. So that tells me that we're on the right path, babe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's still other things that are so much exciting things to happen and come yeah. our way. And so, yeah, it's really cool. It's really <laughs> it only cool. gets better. I know it only gets better. Yay. <laughs> Tristan's key phrase. Yeah, I was looking for a place to slip that in. Good job. Mm -hmm. You slipped it in. I'm good at slipping it in. <laughs> okay, let's call it. <laughs> <laughs> That's time to call it. Yeah. I think so. That's it. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. And we will talk to you next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Love this episode of The Accidental Swingers? Pop on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our show. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. You can also visit our website, accidentalswingers.com, to get show notes, read our blog, or find out about our next adventure. Join us next time and listen along as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The Lifestyle. <laughs>